guys welcome back episode 156 of the morning skate this is going to be a little bit of a change up normally we have biz dev and hal uh hal had a beer league game tonight and he wasn't able to make it and i haven't really talked to biz dev about biz deving in a little while so hopefully we get back on that kick uh you guys get a chance to tweet at him spark it up a little bit because i know the kid loves it i think he just needs a little bit of confidence right now so shout out to those two i appreciate everything they do but because they're not here we called them up. We called up the guy who we gave Twitter access to, which I think it's really funny that he's got a couple of tweets where it's like, we know this isn't Ked, but I appreciate it, dude. Uh, we got Disco in, in the house. And before we start, dude, what a last name, because like unreal nickname, right? Is that, have you gone by Disco forever? Uh, it didn't happen to like my senior year in high school. I, weird enough, I had like, the weirdest nickname in high school. My nickname in high school was like Pushkin. Pushkin? Yeah, I have no idea. Some, like, stoner kid that I played basketball on the basketball team with just, like, called me one day and it stuck. Okay. But, like, senior year and then, like, college, everybody called me Disco. I mean, Disco, I mean, that's fucking unreal, right? And, yes. and like, so Hal's getting married and I was thinking about, like, fucking wedding hashtags because I'm a fucking loser. And, uh, I mean, yours is easy, right? Like, take her to the Disco. Yeah, there's a million that I could do. A, a for million. sure. But you're our residential capitals guy. Uh... I got to the softball field tonight, and my buddy Steve comes up to me. He's like, yo, Islanders are up 2 nothing. The Capitals are done. And I immediately thought, like, Cordis, like Disco is on the watch, man. Like, we got to make sure he's okay. Somebody fucking hit him up. And I get out, and I get here. I'm like, hey, we're still to go, good to go. And he said, yeah. And I thought that was kind of weird because, I don't know, I just – I figured if they had lost, you would have been like, no, fuck you. I'm done with this shit. And you're like, yeah, for sure. And then I, I Google search NHL playoffs – and the fucking Capitals came back. So this podcast, we're just going to kind of break down each series and we're going to talk about a few things. But let's just hop into your Capitals Islanders. Like I said, they came back. They were down 3-0. And then tonight they were down 2-0. They scored three goals. I wasn't able to watch the game. Tell us about it. Well, I can tell you how it started. So let's see. I think it was like 2 nothing with like eight minutes left in the first. I had a couple uh, – I, I said, I'm going to drink bleach tonight. I texted my buddy that. <laughs> and uh, it seemed that after I'd sent that text that that's what I would be doing tonight is drinking bleach. The Caps turned it around. Whole, whole, like, whole new Caps team, second and third period. Like, old Caps of old, like, playing, like, awesome high-speed hockey. Like, moving the puck around and hitting people. I mean, but the first period was literally – the same as the last three games, just playing like dog shit defense, just like turnovers, bad penalties. I think they, they got to have the most penalties like taken in the whole playoffs. They didn't score any goals, but then um, uh, Ovi started up with a one T and then it, went, it was all, the, all uphill from there. And like the whole, whole different team. I, I like, that's you. Un, unreal. I yeah. think before this series started, I think I told you, like, if there's one team that's going to beat the Capitals, it's going to be the team that the guy used to coach them. If yeah. you look at it on paper, that New York Islanders, and, like, if you're an Islanders fan listening to this, you know I'm a Rangers fan, I fucking hate you. 
But if you look at your team, like, you guys shouldn't be good. Like, you look at these names and, like, not that they're bad. It's just that they don't really have that high-end type shit other than, like, Barzell, right? Like, yeah, honestly, they're all playing, they're all playing together right now. But, dude, Barry Trotz makes them a team, dude. And, and it's insane. And they kind of bore you to sleep, too, right? Like, they play yeah. very sound defensive hockey. Varlamov's been outstanding. And then you just he have – He was unreal today. Yeah, and you have, like, these guys pitching in, dude. And, like, it sucks that every four shifts you have Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and Casey Zizekas out there trying to run people through the wall. That's always kind of overwhelming. And before you know it, they're up 3 nothing in the series, and you're going to game four, and it's like, holy shit, now what? I wonder what was said in the locker room between the first and the second intermission to, like, spark the boys. Because, like, they were playing, like, dog shit in the first period. Oh, they were they were playing the, ex- the exact hockey they played in the la- the last three games. Like, no change at all. Like from the start to the first period, and then the second period was like a whole different. Like, yeah, something happened. Something had to have happened in the locker room that just like, guys, like, let's fucking figure it out here. Like, we're playing like absolute dog shit, and you gotta give the Islanders credit. They've like suffocated the Caps the whole series. Like, the Caps are supposed to have this best power play. I think OV in the three games maybe have like three shots on net and and they have like ten power plays. Like that's a problem. That doesn't normally happen. Yeah. yeah. No, and and like you guys just got back Lars Eller, right? Like he was out of the bubble for a bit and he just came back. He, and I had heard yeah, like he, he was quarantined and then like the game after or when Backstrom got out, he came and took his place. Was Backstrom in the lineup tonight? No, he, he skated before the game and then it was like a game time decision and they just had him sit out. Which oh, I don't blame him. Like, dick, if it gets close to like, if it if they get it to like three two, you might see him come back. But if because it, it was concussion, that's why they said he was out. So they're probably taking it day by day. Well, it's it's nice it's nice to see the Capitals get back on the board, and of course, it's Ovechkin leading the charge. What an absolute animal! I, I love those videos where like you see everybody getting hyped up to like go down on the ice, and like Ovechkin's just like screaming in Carl Haglund's face, and Haglund's like, "Yeah, all right, dude." And then you have uh, Nick going around just fucking slashing people in the nuts. Like, there's nothing that gets the boys going other than that. And and this game could have been Holpe's last game because, like, like I said in what well, I think might have been my first blog I ever wrote for you guys, I said, should the Caps trade Braden Holpe? And they obviously didn't. But I I said it was, like, 50-50 they were going to trade him. But he's, he's going to be gone after this year anyway. So it was kind of nice for them to, like, show some effort for him. And hopefully he lives to play another day. <laughs> It's, it's nice to see a team fucking stick up for a goalie that's won them shit. The New York Rangers didn't have any of that for Henrik Lundqvist. But, you know, it is what it is. That's, you know, that was Hank's whole career, though. Like, it wasn't like the Rangers ever fucking really did shit for him. It was always him the other way. But, that, again, that's just me being a Rangers fan, bringing up a team that's not in the playoffs and super red. <laughs> so, uh, they're down 3-1. What are the chances they come back? Uh, honestly, I was probably at going to this game, I was probably at, like, five percent confidence level now i'm probably at like a 35 if they win the next game then we'll be in the high 50s so if but like i said if they play like they did in the second and third of this game they're they they can't lose the the weirdest part about this whole thing is like in regular playoffs home ice is huge right dude like Like, you potentially could be going back to Washington right now. That doesn't Mm. fucking matter. To me, that's insane. Like, I just – I don't know. I just think some teams might be able to buzz a little bit more, like, not having that. And maybe the Islanders are one of those teams. They don't have a fucking SUV in the corner. 
Uh, oh my god! Dude. They're probably accustomed to having that many fans in the stands anyway. It's it's just I don't know. But you know what? Hats off to the Isles because oh, nobody dude, thought they'd be right doing this. Yeah, nobody thought they'd be doing this. And as much as it fucking hurts for me to say, I mean, good for them. Uh, shout out to my buddy Mike McCarthy. I played hockey with him at Siena. Big Islanders fan. He hasn't been fucking blowing me up, so I appreciate that. I figured he would have been in my ear the whole time, but. Uh, well, don't worry. I'm getting it from my <laughs> Islanders buddies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's so bad. And and the first three games, there's nothing I could say besides, oh, Ovino, she scored two goals. Sick. I mean, what do you (laughs) do? All right, let's move on to the next series, the Lightning, the Blue Jackets. Lightning are up 3-1. Hal and I kind of talked about this series. We did our, like, predictions. I had originally taken the Blue Jackets over the Leafs, and I was like, fuck that, the Leafs are going to win. But, like, in my heart of hearts, I was like, Tortorella's going to make him show up. Of course, the Blue Jackets win, so when we're making this pick, I was like, I'm never going to go against my heart again. I'm taking Torts. Now they're down 3-1. Uh, do, you think the, do you think the Blue Jackets have any hope of coming back in this series? I don't know. I watched both games. Like, obviously, the Lightning, like, they have, like, this super team lineup where, like, they can – any line can score, and they have great goaltending. So – it's kind of like the cap series with the with the Islanders too. Like Islanders aren't the favorite, the Blue Jackets Blue Jackets aren't the favorite, but I think like Torts, like Torts and Trots, they're the X factors in those series. So with the Blue Jackets, like they can make anything happen. All it takes is one win. If I mean they got, I mean it's a must win now. But I mean if there's any guy that could get them to get that win to keep them in it, it's definitely. Uh, Sports for sure. Well, let, let's rewind it, right? Game one, they had five overtimes, 3-2 Lightning. Let's see here. Game two, 3-1 Blue Jackets. Game three, we have 3-2 Lightning. Game four, we have 2-1 Blue Jackets. So every game that the Blue Jackets have lost to the Lightning, they've only lost by one goal. So it's not like they're really getting blown mm-hmm. out. They're in all these games. Yep. In the playoffs, man, puck luck's a fucking thing. Again, this is Rangers' Ked coming out of nowhere. The Rangers don't matter. But back when they lost in the cup final to the L.A. Kings, they lost in five games, and everybody said they got blown out. But if you had looked at the fucking series, they were all one-goal games, and they were posts. And Dwight King was falling mm-hmm. on Henrik Lundqvist. And, the, and the, sometimes the, the teams just have that, like, magic Bad luck, puck. yep. If I'm a Blue Jackets fan, yeah, I'm kind of a little rattled that we're down 3-1 in the series. But looking at it, you're only losing to this team by one goal. So it's not like, again, you're not getting blown out. You're not really getting fucking just – skull fuck you you are in this series so what can the blue jackets do to end up beating the lightning taking a few games here i think it all starts with one shift at a time one period at a time again torts is just i think his guys want to run through a wall for tortorella i just mentioned that the lightning are are the the islanders are dog shit on paper look at the blue jackets dude like they they have Dubois who's pretty good cam atkinson's been known to put the puck in the net seth jones has been eating minutes but other than that you look at their roster it's a bunch of guys that know their fucking role. Like their captain, Nick Felino might not be a household name, but that guy's an absolute nail gun and he'll do whatever yeah. he needs to do. He's to throwing the body every shift he's out there for the every games shift, I watch. Dude. I remember when he became a free agent from the senators and the, and the blue jackets signed him. I remember being like, fuck, I wish the Rangers got him because when we were, when I would watch him on the senators, it was like, you could tell that that guy just had it. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know if the blue jackets are going to be able to come back good for the lightning especially after they got throttled last year uh but so coming down to the jackets goalie i don't know how to say his name but he's kind of the x factor like they're the blue jackets team overall is like average but they all play together as one versus and and you have 
him go uh, the Blue Jackets goalie going against um, the Lightning guy or what's his name again? Vasilevsky and yeah, Vasilevsky. He's a stud. So Jonas Corposalo, what a name! I mean, I I want to say in my heart of hearts, I really hope that Torts' team can come back, but I think this series is over. I don't think that you're going to see the Lightning lose three straight. Although they did lose four straight last year, crazier things mm-hmm. have happened, but. Uh, that's kind this of what is happened. their re- revenge year, so I don't think they're going to let that happen again. But you never know. Yeah, you you really don't. Do you have anything anything else on this? I mean, do you have the Lightning or the Jackets? Uh, I I, I hope I just hope the Jackets win, just because like I, I I look at it like from a baseball perspective or like NBA, like they're like the Lakers. I would I just love like the upsets like that. The teams because the Caps were always that team had all the all the hype and then choked. So let it be the Lightning again. Yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see. Uh, the next three series that we're going to discuss, each one of these series had something fucking crazy happen. So it is Tuesday night right now that we're recording this. Monday night hockey was unbelievable. You had the Avalanche and the Coyotes, the Bruins and the Hurricanes, the Blues and Canucks. We're going to start with the Avalanche and the Coyotes. The Avalanche just throttled the Coyotes 7-1. to one. Like, the Coyotes had no business being on the ice. The cool thing about this is what Nate McKinnon did to, I think the guy's last name is Fisher, Talk yeah, about Christian being imaginated on national television, just thrown around like a ragdoll. And the funny thing is, is like, yeah, he's thrown around like a ragdoll, and I totally get that. But people don't understand. Fisher is a professional hockey player. This guy's in, I would say, 100 times better shape than anybody listening to this podcast. So the fact that, like, a grown-ass man is getting just, like, just toyed with by Nate McKinnon is unbelievable. Nate McKinnon's one of my favorite players in the league. He's such an avalanche player, too, like – he just – he gives me that fucking, like, snarl that they used to have back in the day, but with that elite skill. And, and everything he does is powerful, every single thing he does. It's nice to see. And Kale McCarr has been putting on an absolute clinic. Uh, Coyotes don't really have a shot. I think it's good for the younger guys to be in the playoffs. But, I mean, they, they never had a shot of winning the series. What, what do you have on this? Uh, I mean, me being in Arizona, like, I, I, I love to see the Yotes do decent because I, I said – I don't know if I said it to you, but, like, this would have been typical Yotes if the Yotes made a run in this playoffs where there's no fans. Because when you go to the games here, there's no fans. It's yeah. home game always for the away, whoever the away team is. So this would have been typical Yotes fashion if they made a run and like won the whole thing when no fans could watch. Because then there wouldn't be no one at the parade either because you wouldn't be able to go to the parade. But it was nice to see them win one game because like the Avalanche, they're unreal. So the fact that they even won one, like what was the last two games? I think the Yotes might. They're getting outshot like 170 to like 40. Yeah, it's not. The good. one game the Yotes had like 13 shots in the third period. That's just a joke. Yeah, it, it's it's. I'm glad that you mentioned shots because we're going to talk about that within the next series. But I mean, again, I think as a Coyotes fan, it sucks. But you want to know what? You guys made the playoffs. You you guys made it out of that playing round. Yeah, you got stuck playing against the Avalanche, but. It's the playoffs, and it might not be the normal playoffs, but, like, those young kids – if you look at the Coyotes, the Coyotes oh, are stacked full of young time. kids, right? And mm-hmm. and especially their fucking – Chica just fucking – just being an absolute Benedict Arnold and, like, leaving the team before it happened. The fact that they got into the playoffs, I love that. It's good they for the organization, dude. I really, really – because here's the thing, man. I don't know if you remember this, but back when the Coyotes, like, made the playoffs, when, like, Shane Doan was on the team and they would white out the rink and shit, and they, and they mm-hmm. won a few games in the playoffs – those games were fun as shit to watch. The rink was packed. Everybody had the white towels just fucking going. And it, it, it's a team that, like, shouldn't be good. And for me growing up, I've always been kind of like, 
I love the underdog. I, I never really liked the favorite. I like the guy who's not supposed to win. I like the guy who's not supposed to be there. I've always been that kind of guy. This Chica analytic nerd comes out of nowhere. So then I've been kind of hating on the Coyotes. He's gone now, right? So now we have Phil the Thrill. We have Taylor Hall. You have, I mean, Derek Stepan. We did a lot Keller. of good things, Stepan. Uh, and Keller is a fucking unreal player. I love Lawson Krause. He's a heavy body. He's the one who kind of started that whole fight last night. And, uh, I mean, it's – Darcy Kemper's their goalie. Yeah, I'm they have a lot of potential, man. Yeah. It's it's they got a lot of things going in the like have Dvorak and um, they're definitely they're in the right it? direction, right? And like yeah. for the first time in a long time, you can say that about the Coyotes, and I think that's fucking cool. Again, it sucks that they're getting shit kicked, but Glass they're has there. Goal, man, they're there. You know what I mean? The, they're ben, there the Ben's aren't only there. Gonna, they're only gonna get better. The and, are there. And you wanna know what? As as shitty as it probably is, going playing in front of a rink with no fans. I don't think it'd be that shitty to play for the Arizona Coyotes. Like that's oh, kind no of the way, dream, man. right? Like you go to the rink yeah. and you go golfing, or like like that's probably a really cool spot to live. You you're in Arizona, so like, dude, these I see these guys at the bars all the time. They're just chilling amongst the crowd, bro. Yeah, they're not like NFL guys or NBA guys I see that are like hidden away. Like I remember when Domi was here, he, I just walked into him at the bar. He's just chilling with his boys, like right. not trying to hide from him anybody. Just Which like is one cool, of the guys. right? Because that's got to be so overwhelming for a National Hockey League player to like not be able to go out, especially anybody in Canada. Like, imagine playing on the Canadians. You can't really fucking do anything. We're mm-hmm. playing in Arizona. You can fucking do whatever you want, dude. Pretty much. doesn't matter. We, we, had, uh, we, had that, we had somebody come on the podcast tell us about, like, the Wayne Gretzky story about how he walked out his back porch. Oh, no, that was San Jose, but uh, I'm an idiot, dude. It's been a long way. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> Coyotes, I don't think they have a chance. You're taking the ads, right? Oh, yeah. I mean – I I, I would it'd be cool to see the Yotes win one more, at least, or at least put up a fight. Because like, man, if they got shellacked again, like, oh my god, that like when you even in beer league when you're losing that much, it's embarrassing. And they're getting beat seven one. It's hard to get oh, beat seven sure. one. It is it, like that's just in, it's a in rough an NHL game, yeah. Especially in the playoffs, like you have to have some sort of, <clears throat> I don't know, just like you have to have right. that pump, right, dude? You can't you can't begin be like that, but. Um, moving on, here we go. This this would be something that Hal would talk about. We're going to go to the Bruins and the Hurricanes. I watched the whole game last night. Uh, but before we get into that, there was a real – it was a kind of a chippy play in front. Chara went at it with Shvechnikov. Shvechnikov, it looked like he just fucking blew out his knee. Like, it, it didn't look good. It was I guess gross. It's not as, yeah, it's it was gross. really fucking bad. But Jack Edwards. Everybody hates Jack Edwards. I completely understand why people hate Jack Edwards. He is the biggest homer of all announcers. Totally get it. Having said that, I would give anything for the New York Rangers to have an announcer like Jack Edwards that goes to battle for the boys no matter what, shoots from the hip no matter what, and he is who he is. I think the Rangers kind of had that with Duguay. Duguay got fired. They definitely have it with Dave Maloney. I don't think they'll ever put Dave Maloney on the air because that is a giant liability. But <laughs> this is what Jack Edwards had to say. What NBC hasn't shown yet regarding the unfortunate injury to Shvechnikov, Carolina wing playing hobby horse, riding Char on the back apron of the goal. You poke the bear, you take your chances. No one wanted to see Svechnikov hurt, but he bit off more than he could chew. I mean, what? what that's like saying sorry, but not sorry. Oh basically, my God. that's the that's the announcer for the fucking Boston Bruins just going <coughs> full tilt, doesn't give a shit. Of course, that blew up. I think you had a Vander Kane saying, "Oh yeah, of course, Jack Edwards is is the biggest piece of shit." Blah blah blah. <laughs> I texted Hal and I was like, yo, your boy Edwards is popping off. And he goes, I want to have it any other way. Uh, again, I know a lot of people hate Edwards. and I know a lot of people have opinions. A lot of people get butthurt about stupid shit. 
if I was a Hurricane fan, I'd probably want to be mad. But if I was a Bruins fan, I'd be like, that's my guy. And he's, and he's going to bat for us, and I respect that. And that's, sure. Edwards has always been like that. If you go back and, like, you look at the Lucic fights against, like, Commissaric or, like, Matt Cook fighting Sean Thornton, like, Edwards is clearly a Boston <laughs> Bruins fan. And, and depending on if you're a Bruins fan or not, it could be good or bad. I think he keeps things interesting, but that's what we have. So, that's, yeah, that's why you want him. You want to keep it interesting. You don't want some boring guy. Going, oh, there goes the pass. Scores. All right. right. And then, Next guy. An irrelevant Ranger fan, Jimmy. Here he comes again. Our announcers just – all they do is just suck up to the Rangers all the time. They never say they make a bad play. They've told me that Mark Stahl's a Norris Trophy candidate for the past fucking eight years, and the guy can barely skate. Said it once. Yeah. I'll say it again. You give me ten one-on-ones with him, I bet you I get around him at least one time. It's the first time I'm going in, I'm humming a high hard one at him, let him know I'm there. And then I just know he, he has a big stick. You slash the fucking stick out of his hands, you go around him. That might be the most, uh, like, just fucking stupid thing I've ever said, but I truly believe in my skill. <laughs> Put up 104 points in the league. People don't forget. Uh, so last night, what a game. Bruins down, tread in water. Jake DeBrus comes in, scores. They're down 2-1. I think it, they were down 2-1 when it happened. Charlie McAvoy with one of the best hits I've ever seen. I saw the whole play happen. <clears throat> they had four guys deep. McAvoy's moving out. <clears throat> He's on the side closest to you, camera-wise. And the puck's going up the far boards. I'm wondering if there's a defenseman there. The defenseman's not there. McAvoy slides over. Jordan Stahl's there. And what a fucking hit. Like an Blows him up. Unbelievable. But that that is why I love hockey because as soon as that hit happened, everything in that game turned. Everything in that game turned. And it was almost – and there was nothing you could do. The Bruins pot one. Brindamore calls a timeout, which was fucking awesome. I don't, I don't think NHL coaches use their timeouts as well as they should. That was the most perfectly t- timed timeout because you know the Bruins are rallying. One of your fucking, like, leaders of your hockey team just got blown up. It's time to calm him down. Didn't matter. Cliffy Hockey coming in, coming at it. DeBrusque with another goal. Now the Carolina Hurricanes are down 3-1. People know I hate the Hurricanes. I couldn't be happier about this. What do you have on this series? I mean, these are, I mean just probably, you probably hate these teams as much as I do because I hate – I'm a big Yankees fan, so anything Boston I can't stand. And the Hurricanes, their fans think they're the best. Oh. And they're, the shit don't stink when half of them just joined the bandwagon of not too long ago. Yeah. And all the storm surge bullshit. Whatever. They probably love it. But, you know, it's kind of lame. But that's a whole different story. But, uh, yeah, honestly, like, it's, it's – and they're doing – the Bruins are doing this without pasta, correct? He, had, he didn't play last night either nope. again, he right? He didn't play last night. They had Stadnika so, and – uh, yeah. Fuck. And Richie was out too, so I had Sidnika and I forget they had somebody else. I remember t- texting Hal and being like, what the fuck's going on with your – oh, Par Lindholm. If you have Par Lindholm yeah. in your lineup, something's fucking wrong. So they got a couple Parlin. of their studs out and, and Rask opting out. Yes, they're, they're that's a, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, and we talked about uh, that earlier, Tuka Rask. I mean, he's been kind of surrounded by a little bit of the controversy bug since the playoffs started. He had the uh, Boston Police hat on which for some reason people fucking got pissed off at blows my mind. You look back at the fucking, uh, the bombings that took place. You didn't hear anybody yeah. fucking complaining about the Boston police. Uh, and not only that, it was a pre-recorded interview. So it wasn't like he was like being mm. a dick about it. Like it had already right. been recorded, whatever. Um, then just, I think the next thing that happened was <clears throat> he told people that it didn't seem like a playoff atmosphere Tuka's always been kind of that weird guy. Uh, if you, and goalies are weird to begin with. 
Yeah, and it, with especially with the media, I mean, uh, Joe Haggerty, who's a Boston beat writer, he fucking hates Two Grass. So I'm sure he was fucking all sorts of horned up when Two got opted out just to write a fucking hit piece on him. But, and here's the thing. You are allowed to opt out. Is it kind of weird what I'd be fucking rattled if my goalie opted out for sure? But some things are more important than hockey. I'm sure yeah, it was family sure. related, a family-related issue. And my one buddy, Karski, who, uh, I mean, this kid has been gambling so much on the NHL playoffs. It's insane. Hits me up. He's like, who do you like? You got to take the Bruins right after Rask opts out. Why? <clears throat> because you have Zdeno Chara, Patrice Bergeron. You have guys who have been there, fucking leaders. And you're telling me they're not going to rally around their backup goalie, who, by the way, back in the day played for the Canadians and literally just stole a ton of playoff series from Yara Locke. I mean, yeah, he's the backup on Boston. Could be a fucking starting goalie. Starter anywhere, yeah. Right? That's, I mean, if you look at the Bruins, that's something that they've been blessed with throughout the years is they have these backup goalies that can step in. They had, uh, I think it's Kadobin. Doobie from Dallas mm-hmm. who stepped in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they have these guys. And I just – I don't know, man. I love I loved the Bruins' third and fourth line. That's something that – I mean, their their top line hasn't really been clicking. Poss has been hurt. I get that. That Andre Kasha kid has been insane. I think he's been one of the best Boston Bruins that they've had. They picked him up from the uh, Ducks. I think he was in that Bacchus trade. Maybe not. I just know that Bacchus went to the Ducks. That might be wrong. But <clears> – <throat> He's wheeling. You have David Krejci, who's Mr. Reliable, one of the most underrated players. I think he, if you look, if you're talking underrated hockey players, and this just kind of popped in my head, I always think of like Patrick Eliash, who's on the Devils. You never really got a ton of fucking like limelight, right? Maybe it's just a check thing because David Krejci, another check. People don't really talk about him a lot. He might be one of the best second line centers ever to play in the fucking game. Super reliable, comes through in the clutch, especially in the playoffs, and never heard a Boston Bruin fan talk bad about him ever uh they just have those guys and then you have McAvoy and the the coolest thing about that McAvoy hit to me doesn't matter if it's clean doesn't matter if it's dirty you can't do shit to him because when you look over and you see Zidane O'Chara right there it's like well I'd rather not die yeah like that is that if I was McAvoy I would be fucking swinging everywhere every single time I'm on the ice because who have the fuck have the have half the size of a stall too Mm -hmm. so you gotta that, that like you said the momentum you see a guy take a guy that's like half his size on and he knocks him out of the game, that's going to fire everybody up. And everybody. No, matter what's, no matter what sport it is, mm-hmm. you see somebody get lit up like that, especially a veteran like that, your boys are going to be behind you 100% every time. And when that happens, and here's the thing, I'm also a Yankee fan, New York through and through. My old man would fucking be, every time the Bruins come on, he'd fucking get so mad at me because I know that I'm supposed to hate the Bruins but it's so hard to hate a team filled with players that I wish were on my team. I love Brad Marchand, dude. He is a rat, but if he was on the New York Rangers, he would probably be my favorite player of all time. I love Patrice Bergeron, the way he fucking carries himself. 200-foot center, there's nobody better in the league that can fucking play offense and defense in the center ice position than Patrice Bergeron. David Krejci, Zdeno Chara, Charlie McAvoy, uh, Cliffy Hockey, Tori Krug, all these guys – what they have that the Rangers don't have, they all have that little bit of cocky swagger to them. And they have that, okay, I'll fight you right fucking now. If you remember last year in the playoffs, yeah, the Bruins lost to the Blues. One of the coolest clips I've ever seen is when Tory Krug fucking laid out. I think it was Sammy Blaze without his helmet on. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane to me. They have that swagger. They've been there. They've done that. I think the Hurricanes are toast. Uh, what I mean, can the Hurricanes come back from 3-1? Sebastian Ajo has been kind of a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, oh my God. They were like, on like that first those first couple of games that he was they were unreal like I've written down here like he's got the most points in the whole tournament or bubble thing yeah. so far 
And, uh, yeah, he's gone cold of late. But, like you said, I even the Bruins, what they're, they're doing this without like a lot of their top guys, barring when Pasta comes back, I just – yeah, they got too much momentum right now. And the Hurricanes are going to need a, a – I'm not saying a miracle, but it's uphill battle for sure. So, yeah, I think the Bruins will end up taking this again to finish it off tomorrow. I mean, that's a thing, right, man? Like – I mean, Marshan, I think he scored uh, uh, you went five hole or whatever. But when you look at that top line, they're not doing really what they did in the regular season over the last two years. They're still playing well, right? Like, you yeah. can't say they're playing bad, but they're not playing lights out. But you have that second line. DeBrusque is really fucking showing up. That third line, Charlie Coyle is an unbelievable player. And then the fourth line, you have Wagner out there. They can roll all four lines. And the coolest thing about that is every single person on the team knows their role. And they don't pretend that they're something that they're not. And, and when you have a team like that that can gel together and people are going out there and they know what the fuck they're supposed to be doing and they, and they stay on their track, it's hard to beat that team. I, I mean – Perfect example of how the, why the Blues won last year. That exact reason. Mm-hmm. That exact reason. They didn't have, I mean, they had a couple studs, but it was all, all four lines playing as one and just working together to get that dub. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see the Hurricanes coming back. But, again, crazier should have happened, and normally I'm wrong, so – uh, now we're going to move on. We're going to go to the Blues and the Canucks. This is another moment that happened last night. This Antoine Roussel-Sammy Blaze fight was one of the funniest things I had ever seen in my entire life. I'm laying in bed. I'm watching it. I forget. Somebody shoots the puck after the whistle. Roussel comes over, gives him a cross check, and then it was done. It wasn't like Roussel was going to follow up with this cross check. Sammy Blaze coming in, and I, and I, I get what he's doing, but you have to know – who you're going after anybody else you could probably do that Antoine Roussel will spit in your face and love that shit so as soon as Roussel Roussel got fucking hit eject button gloves come off and Blaze gets fed in the face probably four or five times goes down funniest thing about this entire thing is I'm pretty sure both players got four minutes double minor for roughing so not only did Sammy Blaze get his ass kicked on national tv didn't even fucking like land a punch he doesn't even get a fight in the score in the score sheet. He gets a double minor for roughing. He gets the same amount of penalty minutes Roussel got for Roussel beating his face in. Unbelievable moment. I thought it was hilarious. The Blues won. Ryan O'Reilly, the guy who hates hockey. Now he loves hockey now. The factor. Everybody loves Ryan O'Reilly. Fucking hate that guy. Really good hockey player. Blues come back. Now the series is tied 2-2. <coughs> it's up in the air. It's a new series. What do you have on this? All I know is that like I have a little with a roommate. St. Louis from St. Louis, diehard Blues fan. The he can even attest to this. The funniest part of this whole series is how how bad the Blues have been bullying Quinn Hughes. Oh. Now, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but the game one, I think the camera guy, they must have caught every guy hit him. They were like who every Blues player was either checking him or knocking him down on every shift, but. You got to give Quinn Hughes credit. He's fuck, He's playing out of his fucking mind. What a player, dude. What Not, a, an absolute game changer, that kid. Oh, my God. And for how young he is, and in, like I said, he literally got manhandled and bullied that first game. And still, still, I think he had a couple points that game. So, obviously, there it's not affecting him mentally at all. He's still running and gunning. So, shout out to him because he's playing balls to the wall. I mean, he, first, he, went into the, he went into that game with having a point in six consecutive games, which is insane. Also, side note, we talked about Charlie McAvoy. We talked about Quinn Hughes in the, this new CBA thing that they have. The NHLers are going to be able to play in the Olympics as an American. Very nice to see our young American defensemen fucking show up when it matters. That makes me so yeah. fucking happy, dude. Oh, my God. Like, And he's only going to get better and bigger, stronger. He's just – 
he's so dynamic, dude. It's like you have another forward out there who's your best forward, but he's always back playing defense too. It's insane. Like you see that shit in beer league and you're like, wow, like yeah. that guy's pretty good. But like he's <laughs> doing it on an NHL fucking level. That's nuts. And he's half the size of those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's unreal. I think the one thing <clears throat> that I've really taken from this series, from the playoffs, really, I really liked the Vancouver Canucks. Like, I love their makeup. I love the fact that JT Miller has really found a fucking a spot and an ex-Ranger. I mean, that makes me feel good. <clears throat> Bo Horvat's really been fucking playing well. Brock Besser. Like, yeah, unreal. I mean, Louis Erickson's still in the league. Anton Roussel, what a rat. Uh, Pedersen unbelievable player Troy Stetcher super super fucking good with the puck and Jacob Markstrom has been playing pretty decent for them so again it's that's two, the two. biggest thing with the Blues too is their goalie situation with like yeah. being in Bennington they're kind of going to be rocking rock the hot hand who's is you got to start Allen out you, be the guy. you have to yeah I mean Bennington won the cup last year but he's been dog shit and yep. when yep, the captain when the Capitals won the Cup, did that not happen with them where, like, Holpe was they kind started, of – They started group hour the first two games, and they like, lost both of them yeah, against the Hurricanes. Yeah, switched it up, and they went back to Holpe. I don't know. Oh maybe. No, not the Hurricanes. The Blue Jackets, I think they played. But, yeah, they went back to Holpe, and then the rest is history after that. Yeah, and, and again, <clears throat> it's an even series right now. It's whoever can win two games first. And I don't like it, the chances for the Canucks just because the Blues, they've been there, they've done that. They won the Cup, dude. Like, they know what it takes to win. I – I like the St. Louis Blues because of their older players. Like, Keith Kachuk loved him. Al McInnes loved him. Like, I, I, I loved those types of players. But, like – And they're banged up, David, too. I hate David Perron, dude. I hate Ryan O'Reilly. Like, it's, it's, it fucking makes me so upset watching these guys be good. But it is what it is. I can't hate them that much. I have family out in Missouri. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm taking the Blues. Who are you taking? Uh, I'll just take the Canucks just so I can see my roommate mad. Uh, <laughs> being totally honest, he got he got the cup he got the cup last year. He got to experience what I had to experience, so I might as well have him get knocked out just if the Caps did after they won the cup. I respect that. Yeah, suck it, roommate. Um, <laughs> moving on, we have a few more to go. Flyers are up three one in the series with the Canadians. Carter Hart back to back shout uh, shout out shout out to Hank who texted us that he was real happy about it. Second youngest ever. Back-to-back -back shutouts in the playoffs. That's kind of good, huh? I think what's kind of cool is you see Carter Hart going up against Carey Price. Carey Price has been the quintessential number one goalie in the NHL for a very long time. I know a lot of people don't agree with it because of, like, stats and analytics and shit like that. But, like, if you ask anybody in the NHL, Carey Price is always at least top two goalies that people don't really want to face. You have mm -hmm. this young Canadian goalie, Carter Hart, a lot, of, a lot of comparisons between those two. And I think that's what kind of makes this series kind of cool. You have, like, the stud – and the guy who's going to be the stud going up against each other, I think that's cool. The Flyers are a fucking – they're such a good team, dude. They, they scratch JVR. That's how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's insane to me. And, 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 like, having a guy like Claude Giroux, like, he's just one of those guys, like, he's not as good as Ovi, but he's, like, he's been there since the beginning. I love it, Claude it would, Giroux. Kind of, it, would, it would be cool to see him get a cup just for that because he's been through it all, the ups and downs, and they're playing unreal right now. They got – Kays is playing unreal. They're just they're they're a wagon right now, like you said. But like Carey Price, you never know; he could steal a couple games, and then the Flyers are they got a young enough they got a young, young enough team where they who knows if they bend or break when that happens. They have a great makeup. I was talking to my buddy Kevin about this. 
you don't you don't really see a lot of people talk about the locker room, right? Because you can't really put a like a stat to it. Like you don't know mm-hmm. who has a good locker room, who doesn't. But I think over the last couple of years, you've really kind of got to dive into that locker room. Like you've listened to Voracek on uh, Spit and Chicklets. Like you you've been able to kind of like see what they're about. I think that would be one of my top three locker rooms, like, team I'd want to be. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, they're just absolute beauties who love playing hockey. Devin is the type of guy, they they could lose 7 nothing and be like, all right, boys, game's over, next game. Yeah. I know it sucks. He's just that that glue guy that every team wants to have. If you have that glue guy, you can get through anything in a locker room. And you have, like, Travis Konechny, another rat. I I fucking love the way that kid plays. He's he's lights out and just – Claude Giroux, I mean, one of my earliest memories is one summer. I think it was – I don't know if they were in the playoffs or not. He had to have surgery on both of his wrists. And there's a picture of him playing beer pong with two casts on both of his hands. Like Legend. Claude Giroux. And, and you go back to the, the shift. Uh, Flyers, Penguins, first shift. He, he tells his coach he wants a star. He goes out, he fucking lays out Crosby and then comes in and scores. Like, that's a guy I can get behind. I think the Flyers, they have a – I mean, they're going to beat the Canadians 100% and very dangerous. And shout out to me because I think before the playoffs started, I said the Flyers are going to be a dangerous, sneaky pick. Looks like I'm doing pretty good, dude. Well, which is crazy, too, because, like, if without the COVID stuff, they were going to be the hottest team going to the playoffs. So, like, with this all happen, and it was kind of like, are they going to stay hot? Are they going to come out and be dull? And it, was, it looks like they left off right where they, or they started right where they left off. So, it's good to uh, see that from them. Yeah, I mean, they're just – they're stacked, man. They, they have – and another team where people have their fucking roles and they don't get it twisted. And the one – I hate Elaine Vignon because what he did with the Rangers the last two years he was there. But the one thing that you can't not say about Elaine Vignon is if you have a fucking veteran team, he knows how to coach those teams. You look at Vancouver, they were a veteran team. They were fucking absolute wagon. You look at the Rangers when he first got there, they were a veteran team where their veterans hadn't been broken to shit yet, and they, they rolled. And then as soon as you got younger players in there, there were, there were some issues, whatever. Now he's on a Philadelphia Flyers team with, with guys, like we said, Couturier has been in the league for a while, Voracek, uh, Giroux. You have all these, like, older guys, Kevin Hayes. Like, <clears throat> you just – I don't know. I, I, they're a wagon. We can't, we, can't, we can't stop talking about them, but we got to bring up what – was it the one game where they got throttled where their coach said that uh, – they complained <laughs> about them running their first line play, power play out there. Like that's come on, like keep that keep that in house, dude. Don't go to the fucking yeah. media. now. You look like a fucking crybaby. Yeah, you look like the same guys that are complaining about Fernando Tatis hitting the grand slam. In that's insane, by the way. That that he had to apologize for that three zero. I'm going green light with the fucking bases low to get my cloud up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If you throw a, a ball, you hang the it. Plate, I'm banging it, bro. Yeah, that you is. Hang it, I I'm banging believe, it. I cannot believe that three zero cock shot dead center. See you later, bud. It's like. That's just right back to the whole 2020 shit. The fact that he yeah. had to apologize for hitting a grand slam is a travesty. But that's nowhere near what, what uh, Vigneault did. But, like, like the guys in the locker room are like, why are you saying that, bro? Like, mm-hmm. we're not saying that. Like, yeah. we would we would be doing the same thing if we were up that. Dude, hockey, is, you ever, it's a game of bounces. You never know. You're never out of a game. Never. And I, I think you nailed it. And here's another thing. If you don't want their first unit out there when you're getting throttled, don't get throttled. Don't get throttled. Yep. And if it was exhibition, it would be a different story. But it's yeah, like playoffs, a preseason dude. game or some shit, hundred yeah. percent. Exactly, it's fucking playoffs, dude. You you play to fucking win, always. Not not practice. It's the game. It's I'll never understand that. But I have the Flyers. You have the Flyers. Yeah, I got the Flyers as well. 
All right, and then we got two more series. <clears throat> this one's been a good one. The Flames and the Stars. The Stars are up 2-1. Uh, oh, no, they're up 3-2. They won 2-1. Joe Pavelski had himself quite the fucking day a few days ago. Hat trick. Yeah. What an absolute beauty. Shout out to him, Company 39. How are you doing? Uh, they said first first ever in Stars history. I mean, Joe, Joe Pavelski is – he's older, right? He might not be the Joe Pavelski what he was before, at least so people think. It's hard to fucking score a hat trick. It's really hard to score a hat trick in the playoffs. He he does everything right. I I kind of counted the stars out, especially after the playing. Just didn't look like they were that interested. And now now they're they were playing up. like the Caps were, mm-hmm. the exact same way. And those <laughs> those first couple games in the series, it was like what, this team was in the round robin. What they're they're dull. Sagan was doing nothing. Their top guys were doing nothing. So, like I said, someone must have got a fire under their ass because they're playing a lot better now. Yeah, and like, again, Joe Pavelski, but another player who's been noticeable every shift, Corey Perry. I mean, yeah, I've heard his, rap, name, heard his name every shift. But he, everybody thought he was done. He goes to the Stars, and now look, he, this is a guy you want in the playoffs. He's been there. He's done that. He'll punch you in the fucking mouth, spit in your face, and be like, yeah, how are you doing? Like, he doesn't give a shit. Those are the players that you want on your fucking team, dude. And then you have, like, your young guns. I mean, it might not be young anymore, but Tyler Sagan, absolute stud. Jamie Benn, one of the best captains, I think, in the NHL. I wish the Rangers had somebody like that. Rope Hints, unreal. Miro Haskinen, there's a lot of talk about Hughes, McCarr, Dalin. I love Miro Haskinen. Last year in the playoffs, when I was going full stars, when Zuccarello was on there, people don't understand how good he is, probably because he's in Dallas. But you guys, if you get a chance to watch Dallas Stars game, just watch number four. He is going to be one of the best defensemen in the league for years and years to come. And it's really nice to see that. And, like, I like their makeup. I don't know if they're going to make a super long run, but they're up 3-2 against the Flames. Could go either way. What do you have on this? And you got to give the – like, the Flames are playing great hockey as well. Like, they're – they have one of the – they've had the, one of the best, like, penalty kills, I think, so far in the playoffs. They're – and the Stars, they're high-powered offensive – power play team so when they're shutting those guys like Sagan and them down that says a lot and you got the Kachuk, Gaudreau like they still have a great team they, you know, anything can happen in a series like that the way that both teams are playing yeah and another uh, quick shout out I need to figure out how do I figure out his playoff statistics right now I need to fucking do that um, shit I, don't, I can't see it right now but we'll, Tobias, we'll I, I can look it up while you talk Tobias Reader dude he was counted out. The Edmonton Oilers GM said that I can't believe that we signed Toby Reader. He sucks pretty much. And now he's out there in the playoffs scoring goals. I'm so fucking happy for this guy. We've talked about it on a podcast before. Nice to see him contributing. <clears throat> and what I like about the Flames, dude, is like you still have Milan Lucic. You still have Zach Ronaldo. A lot of people are all about skill, skill, skill. I get it that the league is changing. But it is still nice to see those guys who are clanging and banging. And – uh I mean, I, I've, I've always loved Lucic. I don't think there's a player in the NHL I'd be more scared of than that guy. He's just an absolute ogre who will fuck you up. Um, but what do you have on this? Flames, Stars, who do you got taking this one home? Uh, I, my sister just moved to Dallas, so I'd like to see da- Dallas make it. I, went to, I got to see, see them play the Blues before COVID started. Got one of the best rinks ever. If you could ever go down there and watch a game, that thing, Dallas? that that setup is sick. Yeah, in Dallas, it's a great game to watch a hockey, great great arena to watch a hockey game in. But uh, yeah, I like to see some of those guys like Sagan. Maybe he's been in the league for a long forever now. It seems like he's still young. I like to see one of them make kind of a decent run. So, and 
and Goudreau and Kachuk, they still got time. Uh, we can let's take Dallas to this time. Let them get the next round and see where they can do. Shout out to Toby Reader. I just want to read this really quick. Flames penalty killer Reader ties NHL record during overtime loss. Uh, yet Sunday afternoon, Reader equaled the league record, joining the short list of guys to score three short-handed goals during the same postseason run. Shout out to that guy who was count- counted out by the Edmonton Oilers GM. Nice to see him sticking it to him. Love that. Um, and our last one on the docket, the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights. Uh, I mean, the, right now it's 3-3, end of the second. Vegas is up 3-1 in the series. The Golden Knights, to me, are such an enigma, dude. Nobody ever thought that they would have been good, and they had their first year. They made their run. People were like, all right, was it a fluke? This team's no joke, dude. They are so good. They're so fast. That's the one thing <laughs> compared to all the other teams. That, like, They just always look like they're in another gear compared to everybody else, and they come at you in waves. And they're, Again, another team, everybody knows their role. Uh, it's 3-3. What do you have on this one? Well, it's 3-1, 3-3 right now. Who do you – Yeah, 3-3. I think Vegas will take it for that exact reason you said. And and you haven't really heard anything about William Carlson. I haven't heard his name at all. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be their guy. So, if he – if God forbid, if he figures it out and starts playing at a high level, watch he's got, out, man. He's got, two, he's got two assists tonight so far. Patch Reddy's going one and one so far. Mark Stone's been really, really good. Mark and they're doing it with their backup goalie, too. Yeah, I don't know. Is Flurry hurt? I can't. I, I don't didn't... know, dude. I had no idea, but yeah, Leonard's playing. I gotta figure that out because I saw that Mark Andre Flurry. I mean, they're not just they're not just fucking scratching him, right? Like maybe they are. They haven't really they haven't really talked about it. It's just been Leonard, and then that's it. They haven't really mentioned. I mean, he's obviously the hotter goalie right now because he's been playing, but I haven't. I think Flurry might have played one in the round robin round, and then it's been all Leonard for the most part. Uh, it says Mark Andre who had 26 saves to help the Golden Knights beat the Blackhawks. So, I mean, he has been playing, but yeah, I, maybe, I don't know. They're up 3 1. Maybe it's just a break. I, I Here's another one where it says Mark Andre Flurry doesn't see goalie competition with Robin Leonard. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. I would love to know. <laughs> I feel like we're doing a hockey podcast. I probably should know that, but. That's but like my, like I mentioned, they're not in those in those game in the games I've watched with the Hawks and Knights. They rarely mention, unless I'm just missing when they talk about it, bringing up Flurry's name. So that's just that's news to me. Of what's yeah. going on there? But yeah, I, I I don't see the Hawks. Fuck the Hawks anyway. I don't see the I don't see the Knights losing to them. Yeah, I mean, also it, also great place to watch a hockey game if you ever get out to Vegas, man. Unreal experience. Let's let's see the quote by Mark Andres. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. If you're a Vegas Golden Knight fan, you're listening to the podcast. Definitely hit us up because they're. I don't know. They just keep starting Robin Leonard. Kind of a weird deal. But um, let's see here. We have another story. What was the one that we? Oh, Howard Chuck Dale Howard Chuck passed away at the age of 57. NHL Hall of Famer. Really, really sad to see. Uh, do you play NHL 20? Uh, no, I haven't, no. So, like, there's this thing where you do, like, these three-on-three three tournaments and you unlock jerseys, and Howard Chuck was one of the jerseys that I unlocked. And I was like, holy shit, what a throwback name for that is. Like, of course, I was hoping for, like, Brian Leach. But uh, <laughs> Howard Chuck, I mean, it sucks that he passed away. Fucking super young, too, only 57 years old. You hate seeing that. Yeah. They did an awesome tribute for him, though. I, I yeah. mean, I've, I've got – I like, I don't – that my hockey knowledge doesn't go back that deep, but – it was nice to see that the NHL did something super nice for him. I'm sure um, fans and his family felt 
that, that was awesome that they did that for him. Yeah, I mean, an, the NHL definitely takes care of their own. That's for sure. Yeah, and it, the Winnipeg Jets, the Howard Shacks banner is temporarily relocated to True North Square, so fans can pay tribute and celebrate the life of Winnipeg Jets legend. They encourage fans to stay safe, practice social distancing. I thought that was cool. Uh, let's see here. One other thing about your boy Ovechkin, he passed Gordy Howe and Sidney Crosby on all-time playoff goals list with a 69th sub. So, nice. Yeah, I mean crushing it they, they weren't gonna lose that game with with him getting a 69th goal that's for sure no can't do that. which is crazy when they showed the stat like Gretzky has like 120 22 or 27 playoff <laughs> goals like that literally will never get broken no. that's it, literally insane yeah I mean the coolest stat was said a ton of times Lane Gretzky didn't even have to score a goal in the NHL and he'd still be the all-time points leader <laughs> like what the fuck thanks for coming that's wild but that's that's kind of what we got for the pod do you have anything else Disco? A uh, little Ovechkin story, I guess. It was also his uh, son, Sergei's second birthday today. And they <laughs> brought out the red carpet for this second-year-old man. They, I think they so, like bought out a whole banquet hall. And this kid is two years old. He ain't going to remember that shit. Ovi Skyped in, too. It was hilarious. I'm like, this kid's two. And he's had a bigger birthday party than I probably had for my graduation party. Yeah. I mean, some people – there was a – Hey, hey that kid's got a harder slap shot than me at two years old. Did you see that video of him shooting those pucks at the net? Yeah, dude. That kid's going to be an absolute savage without without a doubt. I, I, hope the, I hope the Rangers are blessed enough to be able to pick him up in whatever draft <laughs> he's going to be in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what we got for the pod. Uh, we got sports back, man. And it sucked not having it. And, like – what was it the other day when they had the five overtime game? I'm in Arizona. That game, the game the next day, the Bruins game started at 7 a.m. over here. No so shit. I woke up, woke up <laughs> hockey all day no for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was awesome. It was incredible. I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, I the, the games last night with all those three things happening and, like, you're watching playoff hockey in August, it's, it's fucking – it's surreal. It's pretty cool to see. I can't wait to see what ends up happening, but – Disco, I appreciate you hopping on, man. We'll have to get you back on. Pleasure. Guys get a chance. Uh, Yeah, just follow, subscribe, like, let us know what you think, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Disco, you're a legend. Thanks, man. Yeah, peace. Love you guys. Show me a piece of your heart, a piece of your love. I'm calling you up to getting down, down, down The way that we touch is never enough I'm turning you up to getting down, down Show me a piece of your heart, a piece of your love I'm calling you up to getting down, down, down The way that we touch is never enough I'm turning you up to getting down, down, down What? Sorry, just quickly, what if it's down, down, down.